everybody. Welcome to another episode of Black and White Reviews. I'm Lee. And I'm Chuck. And I am Will. And we are finally here. It's been a year, but we're finally getting to see the book of Boba Fett. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so this is, um, we're going to discuss the first chapter in this seven-episode series. That's an odd number, seven. I mean, literally, so it's is an five, odd number. So is three, so is nine, so is 11. They're all odd numbers. It's true, it's true. Uh, but seven. Okay, all right. I sure. mean, everything else we've seen so far, we've seen like, you know, six, eight, I think ten for some of these Disney shows, but seven. Seven. Seven little tri- tri- uh, <laughs> I can't even do it. Seven little chipmunks twirling on a branch, eating lots of sunflowers on my uncle's ranch. Sure. You know, that old children's tale from the sea? No. Yeah. Nope. So anyway, um, yep, that's, uh, that's where we're at. So episode one, or chapter <laughs> one out of seven. What do you guys think? What are your thoughts? You can go first, man. You can go. go I mean. Yeah, you can go first, Lee. Oh, me? Okay, yeah. fine. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> Nobody else wants to talk today. Everybody's tired. Oh, it's, I'm not tired. I'm just. It's I'm... New Year's Eve. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I, I think. Um, well, let's start off by saying that the episode's directed by Robert Rodriguez. I was like, oh, okay. That's a good way to start it off. Um, Created by John Favreau, written by John yeah. Favreau. So, I mean, yeah. yeah, happy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all, it's all falling. It's all filling or fitting into the same universe that they um, kind of shown us when they did uh, the Mandalorian. So I think it falls into it. I think it seems so, so like it's in the same co- vein. So I'm gonna, of course it's in the same universe. Well, I know it's a Star Wars universe. I get it. It's yeah. a galaxy far, far away. Yeah. I know. But my point is it feels very much like the other seasons of the show that kind of started this whole Star Wars series run. Yeah, Tatooine. You know, very... Uh... <laughs> Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's, uh, there's, there's multiple shows, movies... You know, that happened all in the same pro, pro, same general you know, location. Talking about <laughs> protocol droids, you know, the cantina theme music going on. Well, the remix of the cantina music going on in the background. Yeah, it's updated. Um, Luke's house. <laughs> um, that's it. That's neither confor- confirmed nor denied. Sand. It's his. It's coarse. It gets everywhere. It gets everywhere. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll, uh, nobody else wants to go, I'll go. Um, <laughs> there were parts of this that I really liked. The backstory of Boba Fett and how he got out of Sar- the Sarlacc pit and, you know, his whole backstory and everything that's going on, <clears throat> you know, with him and, and, and the Tusken Raiders, I really enjoyed. The, the ruler of the criminal underground thing and that whole storyline, I feel that that's really forced. Like they're really trying to stretch this thing out as 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 far as it can can possibly go, and it's to me it's noticeable. Like there's not yeah. much substance there, and it and well, it, I, and, it, I, and, it, and it and it and it feels really weird because I mean I want everybody to remember this was a character in the original trilogy that had like what three lines, and they're trying to extrapolate. A season of, of of television based on that. I just, ish. I feel like 
because it feels forced like that, I feel like he's going to fail and something else is going to come out of this. It's possible. It's I, possible. I think this it's going to branch into this something is what's else. Go, this is what's going to lead up to him coming into the Mandalorian. It's, I don't think it's after the Mandalorian. I think no, no, this is after the this Mandalorian. This is after the that's Mandalorian. Why Fennec, that's why Fennec is there. Yeah. This well, is, that's true. You're right. This is after the you Mandalorian. Know, the, story, the, the backstory is leading up to it. You're right. The backsto- um, his backstory is leading up to it, which I, I liked his backstory more than I liked, mm. you know, him, you know, taking over the criminal underbelly of, of Tatooine. I think yeah. I think everything that's going on with him after he gets out of the after he gets out of the Sarlacc pit, that's fascinating. I think that's great. With the sand people, yeah, the 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 the, eh, the other stuff. See, I it feels like it it's because... going to be. It feels like it's going to be like Power Rangers. Like here's the baddie of the week, and we're going to overcome, and we're going to move on. Like that's what this feels like it's going to be. And I I I hate that kind of storytelling. It's outdated. Well, what makes you Mandalorian think, like, here's was the a lot like that, though. I mean, Mandalorian, Mandalorian was a lot more, you know, step one through whatever the way that it was. It was very linear in that sense. Like there was a clear cut mission for what he was trying to do. This is just like I am. I am. I am ruler, and there are people who want me. And every week there's going to be, you know, somebody new that's going to come along and try to, you know, take me out. Like that's what this first episode kind of set up. Mm. We didn't really didn't. get, but we didn't get a conclusion. So that's why it makes me feel like it's not a Power Rangers type thing. Like, right. yeah, there were some ninja assassins that showed up, and we can assume it's from the mayor of Maz Espa. But I mean, we don't really know because it was not concluded. It could be a ton of people who don't don't like him and don't respect him, and that's what this is all going to be. It's about him earning the respect of the people of Maz Espa. Sure. Or and Fine. you know I, beyond. I don't know. I don't know. But. I'll I just mean, be. That, I'll, I'm just. I'm that, just trying or... to be honest. After this first episode, I wasn't overly impressed. Mm. <laughs> it's not. It's, yeah. it's. 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 It's what it is. It's whatever to me. Yeah. Well, this I one... think this first episode for me, uh, the majority of it was the backstory of yes. where he came from with that. Yes. There mm-hmm. was. I mean, it was a what a forty minute episode, and there was maybe twelve minutes of present time with him. Um. Mm. When he's in that capsule, whatever, when he's because a lot of it was him dreaming, yeah, quote unquote, right. dreaming about what happened in the past and how he got there, which I truly appreciate. Um, what I do like about it <clears throat> is after Return of the Jedi, there's nothing, not only is there nothing really said about Boba Fett, there's nothing really said about Jabba's palace, you know, the huts and how where all that went. Um, we know that Jabba the Hutt died. We know that all that stuff happened. Um, somebody had to have taken over that criminal reign. And Bib, yeah. Bib Fortuna. Bib Fortuna. Right. And I, I see no issues with them taking the leeway of making it Boba Fett. I mean, it just gives him deep where it goes with this. If they end up going where you're saying, Will, then I'll jump on board and be like, yeah, I'm not a fan of it. But I haven't seen Favreau you know, write or, or, you know, produce something that does that. So I'm going to give him more credit right now until that happens. Yeah. If that, if that that's, makes and sense. That's, and that's, and that's, that's, that's completely fair. That's completely fair for you to have that opinion. I'm just, I don't know. I'm much more interested in his backstory than anything else. That's just me. I think we're, I think we're going to get both the entire time. And that so. would be, it's, and that would be really cool. Very much like the show Arrow. 
where it's always like, here's he is yeah, on the island, here's what he's doing yeah. here. And I, and I think that's it's been something that we've been seeing a lot in, you know, just in the past like decade or more of having these two different stories going on, you know, simultaneously to kind of give you like, oh, and that's why they're doing this here. As opposed to just having like a random flashback in an episode, it's having multiple linearly. So it's good. It's a great way to um, to fill in a bunch of story um, in, a, in a very short amount of time. So with their with their when they're doing now only seven episodes it's like wow they could have done 14 if they they stuck to one or the other but here they're putting it all together that way there's not a lot of downtime because i mean how how do we really want to sit there and watch them sit there for 10 straight minutes staring at the sand no you know no we don't but that's probably what you know he spent a lot of time staring at the sand so i'm pretty sure we would have gotten that if if they did it the other way around but i mean overall my my only episode backstory and everything that goes on Right. And my only, my only, <laughs> the only thing I notice is when he comes out of the pit, when he's captured and he's, you know, he's all beat up and he's dirty and everything, his teeth are perfect and pearly white <laughs> the entire time. Oh, yeah. The entire time. Like everything else is destroyed. His teeth, perfect smile. Well, yeah. He kept his mouth perfect shut. Perfect choppers. <laughs> He paid good money for those teeth. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, my big thing is it's episode one. We don't know where they're going to go with it. And so far, again, as just as you said, Chuck, I mean, Favreau has not disappointed yet. He's had some episodes that were, like, less exciting than others. But then again, he wasn't the one directing every single episode. And this is Rodriguez directing this one. But, again, with Favreau at the helm of this, I, I don't think we're going to be disappointed with the episode, with the show as a whole. But... I mean, not everything we watch can be winners. So we shouldn't be so excited thinking that everything yeah. that he touches is going to be gold. But, you know. And I, I was uh, watching, I was thinking, I was like, Favreau's got it made. I mean, since <laughs> yeah. Iron Man, he has been a huge part of the MCU. He has come a right? long and, way since Swingers. Yep. yep. <laughs> um, and Friends. Um, since Iron Man, he's been a huge part of the MCU, and now he's taken basically the helm he is the kevin feige of star wars now mm-hmm. and he's he's double dipping with with disney and he's he is his own cash cow now <laughs> oh he's making stupid mm-hmm. money off both of these yeah it's ridiculous yeah right and you just you, you just nailed you know one of my other my other things this feels and i and i kind of said it, this feels very much like cash cow they're 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 cashing in on this character and more power to him for doing it. And more power to, you know, John Favreau for, you know, getting the bag and, and making this, you know, financially viable for him. I have no problem with that. I just don't know how this, this story, I don't know how the legs on the story are going to go. I don't know how much is actually going to be there for them to chew on. It doesn't, it just doesn't feel like a whole lot. It just, to me, it just doesn't. If this was just, if this was just, the backstory, like we all said before, I would be all on board with that. If it was his backstory, his upbringing, you know, how he came to be somewhat of a bounty hunter leading up to the Sarlacc pit. And even after that, how he, you know, escapes and, and whatever, and then becomes, you know, the 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 leader of the of well, a we criminal do, underground. We know I how think he becomes that a bounty show hunter. would be awesome. <laughs> One? We know how he becomes a bounty hunter and what causes him to go down that path. Well, to um, point, we haven't there are, there seen are it. lots of 
we haven't. What? So here's here's the big thing well, we I mean, kind of get we get into a lot is there is the Star Wars um, books. You the know, EU. like there are there are tons in the EU that have been written that give tons of backstory on Boba Fett. But when it comes down to seeing it, you know, live action acted out, we don't see a lot of it. Um, no, we see we, we see we, this right here though. We, and we've seen it in the films where, one, he was the only clone that was raised normally. Mm-hmm. Um, so we see that he was raised by Django. Um, we know that what causes him to go down this path, um, you know, very similar to when we were talking about Hawkeye, Maya, Echo. Mm-hmm. You know, she went down this path because somebody killed her father. Mm-hmm. He goes down this path solely because Mace Windu whoosh, lops off the head of Jango Fett, and that's and that's what I'm saying. I think that story would be he's a now lot going more, down this. Path I think that story will be a lot more interesting. Like, okay, yeah. so Attack of the Clones happens, and Mace Windu, you know, Jango Fett, you know, that whole thing happened. What happens to Boba Fett after that? I think that is a much more interesting story than what's being told here. Yeah, and I'm and I'm surprised that they didn't go that direction. Before you know, they skipped else. over a bunch. Well, I mean, there's a and lot I, of and, stuff and, that and, people and, have and going saying. back and going back to what you were saying before, Lee, about how you know you're doing this back and forth thing between you know past and present. Mm-hmm. They skipped over a huge chunk of his life. Well, they did right. that in Arrow too. They would show the end that would tie up, and then they would jump four years before that. Then they would jump three years after that. Then they would jump two years before that. And they right. it was it was never the past was never linear, and I, th- I think, you know, the biggest thing that they were trying to accomplish in this part was showing you, because we all question, you know, how did he escape the pit? You know, that's the first biggest question after return. Yeah. So yeah. they answered that. He answered that question first, which I would appreciate that more so than now we can get into the backstory of what happened, knowing that, you know, he did get out because he fried his way out. Which was yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, let's let's yeah. get into the episode itself then. I think we're we're kind of touching mm-hmm. upon a lot of different parts, very specific. Um, I, I will I will definitely say that um, if you've watched some of the um, some of the animated stuff, Clone Wars and whatnot, uh, he does show up. Boba Fett is there, and you kind of see like what happens to him after his dad's gone. So that is that does exist as far as something cinematic in a sense. Um. So you can look that stuff up. I did have some books when I was a kid, too, that I also read, um, or short stories or whatever, that were showing some of the the life of Boba Fett. But I will say before I get into this, though, just kind of on a side note, I believe you, you mentioned this before as well, Will. Boba Fett was always a mystery, and this is getting rid of the mystery of Boba Fett, which is what made him so cool in the beginning. So it's yeah. like, do we do we... I think maybe that's why we're so critical about this. It's like, if you're going to take away the mystery of Boba Fett, you better do it really, really well. I agree. I'm not so much upset about the mystery of him or the mystique of him, you know, kind of fading, fading away and, you know, us getting a whole bunch of information about this character. I could care less about that. My whole thing is how much story is actually going to be there that's going to be halfway decent. Like yeah. what, yeah. what that's, that's my whole thing. And I just, yeah. I don't know, maybe, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm a pessimist, but I just don't think there's a whole lot there. 
You? A pessimist? Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) You're the happy, most happy-go-lucky guy I've ever known. Thank you. So, anyway. All right, chapter one, Stranger in a Strange Land. All right, so we start off, we open it up. We've got him. He's in the back to uh, the back to tank, and he's you know healing up and everything. Which this thing's doing a great job, because before he looked like something between Freddy Krueger and Uncle Fester, and now he doesn't. Um, I do like that though. Fun. He 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 did look like he was half digested. Well, not half digested, but he did have like a lot of scarring, a lot of marks on his body after he comes out of this pit. Like it's so burns. But Weird. he was also wearing his armor. I, I know. But they were burns. But, yeah. Burns. Okay, fine. Burns. They were burns that weren't where his armor was from when he was getting out of the pit. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so here's what he's got here. It kinda, it's, as he's in the Bacta tank, uh, Bacta tank. Bacta. Um, this, yeah, I always say Batka. It's Bacta. Um, he's there. He's having flashbacks from Camino. Uh, his dad's head, you know, and then we start, then we finally see the Starlack stomach. Okay. This is what, um, basically we've been waiting for, for, I mean, what, how many years now? 30 years? 30 well, plus years? Well, I wouldn't go that 40. far. Did, well, if you're, 40. I mean, when did the, um, when did he show up in the, when does the animated series that you were talking about before take place? Oh, Clone it takes Wars? place after it takes place after um after Clone Attack Wars. of the Clones. Okay, so yeah. it hasn't been that long. It hasn't been thirty or forty oh, years. Yeah. It's been like two years since we found out that he was like alive and survived the Sirlac Bit, right? No, 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 no. We see him as young Boba. And, okay, fine. And but, oh, you you specifically said we've been waiting to find out how he got out of the Sirlac Pit for forty years. Like you, you yes, yeah, first time we see Jedi. him. Well, the first time we see him after the out of the Sirlock pit is in Mandalorian. Okay, that's right. what I meant, like two years ago. So it's been two years. Oh, we've been we've been asking uh, this yeah. question for two years. I'm I'm just yes, we've been asking this question <laughs> for a year because it was last it was season two. There you go. Um, but no, I'm saying we. I'm talking about just like where general how and population. When. Yes, general population. General just in the Star Wars universe. Where has Boba Fett been? The movies came out. Okay, Eaten. got it. How? Um. I will say that he basically he's in the Sarlacc stomach, sees a trooper and who's getting digested as well. He's like stuck in the walls, which was pretty interesting. Um, punches. Uh, he, he takes the oxygen from the stormtrooper, gets a little bit of breath, punches mm. through part of the stomach and just flamethrowers the thing from the inside out. Then we get something that Patton Oswald in an episode of Parks and Rec basically said, I don't know how many years ago. I don't watch the show, but I do remember it was a thing. Um, he starts yelling out this whole thing about, it's Tatooine, the sand is hot, and then the Sarlacc's laying there with his mouth closed. And you see um, Boba Fett's fist come through the sand and then drag himself out onto the thing. It's like, yeah, basically, he just described this. So somebody who <laughs> who did this... Uh, somebody enjoys Parks and Rec and just said, oh, yeah, Pat Oswald, that's we're going to do what he did, what he said. That's kind of cool. So it happened. Um, it's a very but, cliche common thing, though, when people are kind of buried underground to see that hand ex- come Exactly. That's, that then, was kind of my thought, too. It's like, well, then what do you think is going to come out first, his butt? Like, <laughs> he's going to come out butt first? I mean, Kill Bill did it. I was just thinking the same thing. 
Kill Bill did butt first. After she broke no, through, no, Kill Bill, the... Kill Bill, she she comes climbing out of the coffin that they bury her oh, alive, the and then uh-huh. she punches yeah. her yeah. way through. Hand. And you see her hand. She doesn't come out butt oh. first. I've never seen anybody well, come oh, out yeah. butt first. Well, that's what I was saying. I thought you said she came out butt first. I was like, no. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> if anything, it's Tarantino. I'd expect feet first, but wow, you know, <laughs> feet, feet, feet. Butt feet, first feet. would actually be something that Robot Chicken would do. <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. I could see I Robot Chicken doing something like <laughs> or that. Or Future Rama or something yeah. like that. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, Audi comes, and then it's dark. A sand crawler comes by, and we get Jawas with gold eyes showing up. Now, I have to ask. We've always known Jawas to have these yellow or gold eyes. I knew you were going to hit on uh, Of this. course you knew I was going to say that. <laughs> but cool, because they made it a real big deal. It was very obvious that they changed the eye color in the Mandalorian. Now, that other planet that he was on was that Tatooine. Was it? Was it Tatooine he was on when he bumped into the Jawas before? When when Din bumped into him? I think so. Okay, I was just thinking it was another like race of Jawas, and that's why they had red eyes. Maybe. Maybe this. Maybe this like a like wherever the Jawas came from, they have like eyes that are like you know like like the rainbow, like Skittles. Like all they all have different colors, and that's just like kind of their clan because they yes. you know Teletubby Jawas. <laughs> some, some weird, like, <laughs> you know they 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 married within the family, so they all had red eyes, or they all had gold eyes. I don't know. I'm just I, I'm just throwing out some things here because I just it was it was an obvious thing. Like oh, these Jawas have yellow eyes again. Okay, now we're back to that. Interesting. Maybe well, maybe take... maybe maybe the two moons is just doing something weird to their DNA, like. <laughs> or maybe so, based so they on go where red they, and they go back, uh, whatever. Well, maybe based on where they are located on the planet changes some of their appearances, kind of like human beings. Maybe it's the time of year. You know, they their eyes change with the season, like a decoration. No, I, I was mm. being serious. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> you 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 get people, human beings who were born closer to the equator. Mm. They're usually darker skinned than people who are not. That's where they came from. So that's a lot of what happened. So based on where you were born in the con- in the world will determine your your um, physical features. Mm-hmm. Maybe based on where they were born in Tatooine, the color of their eyes were part of their physical features to help acclimate to that location on the well, planet. Well, like I said, they're a different race of Jawas. Yeah. So... Okay. Yeah. I guess we're the the fact that they went back to gold makes me realize, or makes me at least admit, well, they clearly knew that they changed the eye color. You know, they clearly they touched upon that because why wouldn't they just stick to it being red if they were just going to ignore it? You know. So, anyway, they take the armor, knock them out, and that's how they get the armor, which we know later on. Oh boy, what was Timothy Oliphant's character's name? He gets it. Uh, the the marshal there. Yep. So, uh, Vance, what was his name Vance or something? something I just Vance. remember him as the Marshal because that was the name of the yeah. episode. Yeah. So they take that, and then okay. he gets Before, found by the Tuscan Raiders. And yeah, and at this point, the only thing because they find him in that like white jumper laying on his stomach in the middle of the sand. Did you? Think, I'm sorry. The only thing I could think of was Danny DeVito as Danny penguin. Danny DeVito, exactly. That's all I could think of was Danny DeVito as penguin. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" I just need a drink of cold water. <laughs> I looked at him like it's penguin. <laughs> yep. Could be worse. 
His nose could be gushing blood. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so the Tuscan Raiders show up. <laughs> what does that mean? Um, so, <laughs> Will's having a meltdown over here. Well, it's the, it's the, it's my favorite quote of like any Tim Burton movie. It's awesome. And I don't, I don't, it's just it's so great. <laughs> um. So anyway, I'm a clueless the, dude. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Um, <laughs> reclaim your birthright. Okay, so um, the Raiders find him and they give him some warm guts. That's fun. That w- that wakes him up. That's their bath salts, I guess. Sure. Or not the bath salts, the smelling salts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they tie him up and basically drag him back to their camp. You know, like at one point he's walking, but then he's just he's just done. So they just drag him. I wouldn't call it walking. He was well, okay, tripping, he was waddling. bouncing. He was, waddling. He was penguining. <laughs> tripping. Um, and he just gave up. So he, he wakes up and he's at like this Tuscan Raider camp and he's like he's just hanging out there and all these little these little sand kids come out and start just beating him. <laughs> so um, so then he wakes up later on and he's you next he's next to like this pink Rodian and this guard lizard dog character who's there. Um, and basically he looks and as he tries to break free, just like anything, you know, when, when Luke tries to use the force to get his lightsaber or anything else happens, it's like this, that's the tiniest little sound wakes up the beast that's going to come over. So he's like looking around, trying to get free. And then he puts the thing in a headlock, uses his teeth to cut off the, the, um, straps around his hands. And basically See, the only the- thing, the only thing I, I, th- I thought about on this to, to go back was, uh, you ever play Mario 3? Yeah. Yes. And whenever the ghosts would hover around, and then when you would look at the ghost, they would stop, mm-hmm. and then when you would turn around, it would come, yep. and you would turn, and it would go. That's well, exactly yes. what this dog did. When he turned and looked at him, the dog mm-hmm. stopped. When he went back to, to his thing, the dog yeah. moved. And then he would look at him, and the dog <laughs> stopped. And it was just ongoing. I was like, yeah, it's that's, Mario 3. Th- that's how the boos are in like all the Mario games. As long as if you're looking at them, they'll mm-hmm. hide their face. <laughs> Right, and the dog and was doing this. The dog would stop when he was being looked at, and then when he turned to kind of cut his ropes, the dog second. would move. Wait a second. Are they quantum locked? Like the weeping angels? That mm-hmm. makes sense, right? Here we go. No, they're not. <laughs> Here we go. They don't turn Come to on. stone when you don't blink. No, but Come they on. don't move. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> after he breaks himself free, he looks over at the Rodian, and he's like, hey, I'm going to break you free. And he's like, Hey everybody! He's escaping. <laughs> it's like, oh, <laughs> what a jerk. Okay, so they come back, just knock him back. Out, why or, don't yeah. You? So he runs away. Um, you've got this chief raider. You've got this like number two warrior raider, which I'm gonna assume is a female. Um, just not 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 just because it had a long cloth hanging down like hair, but I think that the way they're setting this up. Um, and the way they've been doing a lot of these characters and having like females be like the the warriors, it, it just makes sense. So we'll we'll see, I guess, a female Tuscan Raider, and just hope that Anakin doesn't show up and kill, kill them all. That's kind the of that, that was the my children. first thought. That was my first thought going into this because I was like, they're these Tuscan Raiders are really aggressive, and I'm like, oh mm. yeah, Anakin kind of you know killed a bunch mm-hmm. of them and burned everything down. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that happened. I mean, 
whatever. They basically have this this fight. You know, the warrior there fights with Boba. He puts up a decent fight to a point, but gets taken down. And then, you know, they beat him up again and drag him back to his post. Boba does not put up a decent fight. He gets like, he gets smacked left and right. <laughs> he does, but well, he's amazing. I, I, he's, I think he's, he's dehydrated. Li- he's hungry. He's tired. He's been through a lot. He just crawled out of his stomach. I mean, yeah. Know. And I think I think what's happening is they recognize how weak he is, and the fact that he was still trying to fight them, they were they were a little impressed. But they're like, okay, let's keep him alive, type thing. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was getting here. Is like he put up enough of a fight for them to be noticed, or them to notice, and that's why they sent in. You know the um the warrior the fighter one there, um so I was like yeah that that's kind of th- what I think that they're setting up. I mean how else are they going to earn you know is he going to get their respect? You know he's going to do some stuff here, which I mean we get at the end that there's a level of respect that's being built, and we've never seen that before because uh, didn't we get something like um they can't be bargained with or anything like that? It's like Tuscan Raiders are normally not uh, um a species that you want to mess with. They just, they're in their own, you know, yeah, but they overcame, but they overcame that in the Mandalorian though. And they did a similar thing in this episode too. They overcame that in the Mandalorian. They, on how they can be bargained with. Yeah. We get that later on. Um, No, in the Mandalorian, he shows how you can do that. And they kind of went down that same path in this. Was that Din who, who communicated with them? For some reason, it I was, thought it was Boba back then. Okay, no, right. it was the Mandalorian. Okay, and well, yeah, I know when he Mandalorian when he in the first in the episode when he kills that giant sand dragon thing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, they alluded to a, they they the alluded to some of that in this episode too with the yeah with yeah this, with this weird creature that comes out. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, all this is going on and everything. They knock him back out and goes back, and then we get him back in the Batka tank. Uh, back to tank. <laughs> Wake up, boss. And it's Fennec there. Like, we got to get going. So he comes out, and it's like, he looks r- so much better than he did. Like, that thing is working really well. Not so much for Darth Vader, but it's working pretty well for, for uh, this guy here. It's all those bath salts. <laughs> yeah, that must be it. That'll so, do the trick. Um, so then they get this, like, ridiculous suit-up montage of him suiting up like the music is just like this big like epic score dun dun like every single item he puts on there's like a dun sound I'm like okay all right and that's just okay now he's all set up looks pretty good you know it's it's nice to see this you know it all kind of coming together he's got his armor it got pretty dinged up since the last time we saw it in um, Mandalorian though because he got like a new paint job on it remember it was like really really shiny look not shiny but it was like a matte finish yeah really like perfect but here it's it's dinged up again like they've seen some stuff between um well he was in a few big fights in the Mandalorian so and who knows what happened from then till now Right, that's what I'm saying. So we see that it's it's a little bit more, whatever. But then he gets back. He gets to his throne, and we've got um this Aqualish there. And remember the Aqualish um character? He's the uh the one hanging out with Doctor Ezavan or whatever in uh, the cantina in Mos Eisley, mm. who's just like, if you watch the Robot Chicken episode, it's all I think, where he's just like, hey, I really like your hair, and then Ezavan's like. My friend says he doesn't like you. He's like, that's not what I said. I said I like his hair. Ah, and he cuts his arm off. <laughs> I don't know. Robot, the Robot Chicken Star Wars is, is probably the, the funniest 
um, spoofs I've ever seen. Like, you know, Blue Harvest and all the Family Guy stuff was entertaining, but the robot chicken is so much funnier. Yeah. No offense, Seth MacFarlane, but no, Seth I, I, I 100 agree with this. <laughs> did did they make Mos Eisley's bigger than we than we're used to? I mean, it looked like it was a huge city in this. This is not Mos Eisley. It's Mos Espa. Oh, I thought I thought, sorry, I thought it was Mos Eisley. No, don't reason. don't don't feel no. bad, Chuck. I don't know the difference either. Yeah, no, they said it a few <laughs> times here too. I mean, I, what was the, you remember the other the other um, place they went to um, where the mechanic was there, the one who took, who watched after Grogu. Do you remember which what city that was? Was it was it Mos Espa again, or it was Mos something? It was Mos Mos something. I, I thought, yeah, it all I know Espa. is it was Tatooine. Yeah, she, yeah exactly. It was Tatooine. <laughs> it was Tatooine. There was sand. Everywhere. It, it gets everywhere. It's coarse. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I've, I haven't, I honestly have never, we've seen, even in Phantom Menace, when we meet Anakin and <clears throat> you see these, you, you haven't, up until now, you haven't seen a city, quote unquote, that big on Tatooine until this episode. <clears throat> well, I mean, it helps to have a bigger budget and, you know, more technology now to actually portray something bigger. I guess. You know, the 1977. Or 2000 and 2017 and, True. you know, 2019 and 20. But there wasn't, <laughs> much, there wasn't much to show there. It was well, the always special just editions like that happened in like the late 90s. Yeah, those two. Oh, yeah. yeah. What was it like 98 and... when, they, when they said they're coming out again? Yeah. Yeah. 97. Oh, yeah. They've had plenty of time to make those cities bigger on those on that planet, and up until now, they haven't. <laughs> yeah. Well, they did a good job here. Mos Espa is bigger than Mos Eisley. Got it. Looks so, like a palace. The, so the Aquilish is there. He's offering tribute. Um, then a Trandoshan shows up. Um, Doc Strassi was his name. That was actually Robert Rodriguez. Hmm. If you guys didn't know oh, was he it? was there. Yeah. Good for and him. He's got, like, he's, he's got a Wookiee fur as tribute. <laughs> Which I thought was interesting. <laughs> so he's just and, and he's he basically comes up and he goes, "May you may you you stay here a long time or something like something nice." And he goes, "Yeah, Trandoshans never sound good. They always sound like they're threatening you, no matter what." Um, so that's interesting. Uh, Trandoshans, we see there's a whole episode of uh, of Clone Wars that's all about them and they hunt for sport. So they actually captured. I know I'm jumping off into other EU stuff, but um, they they hunt for sport and they ended up capturing a bunch of young Jedi, Jedi in training and throwing them on an island and doing like the pest with them. You know, if you've seen the pest, <laughs> that's basically what they did is they were trying that's to like go around. That's a movie we should do. Never. Uh, <laughs> I'm ridiculous. <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah, that's, it was interesting to see that. I'm one, I'm wondering if we're going to see more. I mean, we know Trandoshans. The only thing we really know from him, uh, from them before, is when we see Bosk, which is a very quick part as a uh, bounty hunter uh, for hire when they were looking uh, before uh, Boba Fett got Han Solo. But then we get this other guy here. So Mach Shays, um, who's the mayor of Mos Espa, was supposed to be coming, but he doesn't show up. His major domo, which is a Twi'lek played by David Paschese, shows up. Now, David Paschese... thought it was Zazu. <laughs> His character was really, really interesting because I couldn't tell if he was just like, like, that's just his his um, his nature is being very, very nice or he's being just a smug jerk the entire time. Thoughts? I took it. I took it as both. 
I took it as he was a nice guy, but he was being a smug jerk in a nice way, which made him more of a smug jerk than... Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I would have to agree. Apologies. Apologies. <laughs> Just like everything, but basically... The My apologies, but ex- but I expect that you will see another visit from him sometime soon. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's like, I will tell him. <laughs> sure. You'll see what happens. Um, but basically... Um, the whole point that he gets down here is they're, they're expecting a tribute. Like, where's our tribute? He's like, oh, there's no tribute. Just a welcome. He's like, oh, all right. Well, then, so what's the deal then? He goes, oh, well, we got to talk about tribute. He's like, you said no tribute. Oh, no, no, no. They want a tribute from him. Okay. So that's the whole question. And Fennec turns around. She's like, do you want me to kill him? He's like, uh, he works for the mayor. So is that a no? That's a no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, um, I love her, her response, basically. So, so, um, our tribute is a gift of your leave unmolested. <laughs> like, see so, you later. <laughs> so I think to answer the, the Will's thoughts from earlier, I, I think in the long run, the big bad's going to be the mayor in this season. I could see that. And happening. it's going to be all this buildup until... The very last is going to be Boba Fett versus the mayor. Let me explain a little bit more, because I do agree with you that it's going to eventually come down to whoever this mayor is being the big bad. I just think there are going to be like every episode, it just feels like we're going to get an obstacle that's in between Boba Fett and the mayor. And it just feels like every week there's going to be something a little bit different. That's kind of what I meant when I said like Power Rangers-esque. Like, yeah, there there was a big bad in like the first couple of seasons I completely forget, you know, her name, but it was like every week, here's a new big baddie for you to fight on your way to me. Like it just, that's kind of what this felt like. I didn't want to bring anything well, yeah, up it, about the mayor before, but that's that now that you mentioned it, it it's your, yeah. In, in Power Rangers, she was the one always sending these creatures to, exactly. to them. Exactly. But like in, that's kind in of what this feels like. Right. But in Mandalorian, this isn't the man yeah, that, that's my big mi- okay so that's my big thing about what you two are on this isn't the mandalorian and the mandalorian there was a mission there was a clear cut goal from beginning to end and it was get no. grogu home it wasn't it wasn't that the entire time no the beginning was was not that it, the, the the, it was ep- the first episode was um to capture a bounty i think and the then clear after cut that, i think the clear cut mission for this the right thing I think there is a clear-cut mission for this season, though, and I think that is who is going to be the big, the big bad in the long run. Will it be the mayor or will it be Boba Fett? Because remember, Boba Fett's not technically not a good guy. He is like an anti-hero. I don't know. He's um, kind of skating that line. He's 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 more gray than anything else. I mean, if he was, if if he wasn't a hero, he wouldn't have helped. The Mandalorian and that whole thing, like the the and and the thing is, he was just paying a debt. Like there was nothing in it for him. Like, and I don't even think I don't even think he's so much a bad guy. Like you do see him doing some things in this episode that is like noble for a leader to do, and kind of like the changing of a guard. So I'm not gonna go that far and call him like villainesque right now. I'm not gonna say that he's gonna be the big bad. I disagree with that completely. Right, and just because he's bad guy doesn't mean he's bad guy. Sure. <laughs> but I think I think I think the underlying story here is it's going to be who is going to control this region. The mayor or Boba Fett? Because sure. before Boba before Boba Fett, it was Jabba. 
We don't know if Jabba no, before, the Hutt... No, before Boba Fett was Bib Fortuna. Bib Fortuna. Bib, okay. Bib, Bib Fortuna. But when Jabba the Hutt was there, I mean, there was a long... We don't know, except for that one other character, we don't know, you know, when Jabba was... When the Hutts were around, did they own the whole area? And then the mayor took over and all these other people that, what, 40-year span... Because first of all, how long was he inside the belly of the pit? Okay, I mean, so even okay, so even a long time. Even even right now, and it kind of furthers my point. Right now, you're bringing up a much more interesting storytelling mechanic than what this show is giving. Like the power dynamic right. of Tatooine is really interesting. Like yeah, that, I think that's really cool. Like, and I, that's what we're gonna get into here. So the thing about the I huts, hope so. I I, I, mean, I hope so. I hope so. If it, some a lot of the stuff we've seen about the huts, like even in the movies, never mind some of the EU stuff, um, the huts have a pretty far reach. They're pretty, they're pretty well known yeah, uh, in a lot right. of places, not just in, in like a city in Tatooine, because, I mean, yeah, it's it's all connected. When we first saw Jabba the Hut, and we only saw it because of the '97 remaster Him special edition. Around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when they made when they made him a slug, um, didn't that didn't was Harrison Ford like step on a milk crate? <laughs> supposed no, to be no, 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 <clears throat> no. So what happened was, um, the original movie was shot, and that was a deleted scene. It yes. was just a dude. It was like just like you know, just a guy, like a short. Dude. But I'm talking about the and step he, that he, he took in the back. No, no. Listen, when he's talking to this guy, um. As he's as he's walking around him, because they had to put in a slug, they said, "Well, he's got a tail. So what are we gonna do?" They actually took the image of Han so of of Harrison Ford and oh, lifted him okay. up. Okay, yeah, you're right. Like you're right. So it wasn't him walking on something. It was they they actually had to do that in editing to make it look crazy like that. So back back in '97 when they did this whole special edition thing, I remember watching the behind the scenes. It was the first time I really got into. Um, watching behind the scenes and and special effects and everything, I watched this. I watched uh, behind the scenes for Jurassic Park, Terminator Two. Um, it was all the stuff that ILM was doing, and it was really really cool. So that was eye opening for me, and that's when I really started getting into movies at the level that I'm at now. Uh, when I was like nine. So anyway, that's that. So no no milk crates. It was all just. I don't know why magic. I thought it was milk crate then. Okay. No, no, because they didn't think to do that back then because it was just a deleted scene that they were never going to use. And then later on, and which was not, I think it's ridiculous that they added in, but in the Blu-ray edition, they added Boba Fett to that scene. In the background. No, just standing there. Yeah. Like yeah, hanging same, out. Yeah, I was like, background. dude. Yeah. And you can hear his, like, his little beep, 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 beep sounds. It's like, oh my God. Like, that's so funny that they added that in there. Just like, oh, he, he happens to be a bounty hunter. Yeah, there wasn't like a... It was like a decade Jabba. period there where, like, every other year, Lucas was re- <laughs> re-releasing Star Wars, and it was like, here's some new stuff, here's some new scenes, here's some things uh-huh. I added in, and it was... it. Got- well, what he did, he was brilliant, because what he did is he, he waited until every VHS tape was sold. Once they were all sold, he released them all on DVD. Mm-hmm. Then when they were all on DVD, he released the special editions. Then when, they were, when all those were sold, then he released it all on Blu-ray, and then they're all on Blu-ray. Then he put them all back in the theater again. And then when they were all in the theater, he brought out the 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 the, uh, the sequels. And you and then, notice that the that the more he did this, the more money he had, the more he started looking like Jabba the Hutt, right? 
because he just had he could just <laughs> eat to whatever me it's he more, wanted. To me, it's more chewy. <laughs> he's always <laughs> chewy. to me. He's always looked like Jabba the Hutt. He's had that jowl for decades. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he hid it under his beard. Yeah. Oh, he, sure. Well. <clears throat> He tried to hide it under his beard, but it was just like, <laughs> dude, that's a that's yeah, a I gnarly. I always saw Chewy more than than Jabba the. Hunt I always saw Jabba Lucas. like that's a gnarly looking neck, dude. Like, yeah, <laughs> Jabba doesn't have a neck. <laughs> well, sure. Jabba, he has a. He's just like a, like a, I don't know. Who was that fat person on um Blade that gets? Then the first blade where he uses the flashlight to fry him. Yeah, yeah, big... yeah, yeah, yeah. He uses the UV light to fry. Yeah, that's yeah. who. Re- that's who Jabba reminds me of. <laughs> oh, I remember that. The big, the yeah, 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 yeah. The one that almost looked like John Leguizamo in Spawn. Yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> John Leguizamo. I keep, I keep forgetting it was him. But oh man. Anyway, yep. The past so the was com- his best movie. The pest, uh, <laughs> yeah, right, right next to Super Mario Brothers. You got no, it. No, no, no. It's a step above Mario Brothers. <laughs> it's in between Alone in the Dark and uh, Equilibrium. So the Gamorreans show up <laughs> from Jabba's palace. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> wow! No response at all. Wow! <laughs> so we remember the Gamorreans. Those green pig-looking dudes that were guarding the palace there. Yeah. Um. Apparently, these are the same two that we saw. A lot well, of those ones died. No, 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 not all of them. They well, used. They said I mean, that they were Jabba's. You said, yeah, but you said the same two. The the first two that we saw were the ones that Luke kind of like force choked for a while. Yeah. Um, when he uh-huh. first comes into Jabba's palace, and then one right. of them gets ripped apart by that creature. By like he doesn't get ripped mm-hmm. apart. He gets eaten. Like eaten. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. So they're not the same two. Yeah. No. So. And they're just I mean, part of the same race. Sure. Part of the same race, but they said that they were actually um, Jabba's guards at one I'm point. I'm sure he probably had a bunch of them around. That's yeah, it wouldn't just be two. No, and they're old, they're very old then too. This isn't very long. This after. isn't very long after Jedi. I'm, I'm, we don't that, know that. That's something I would really be curious about. Like, Mandalorian how long is, is this after Jedi? Five years. This is taking place five years. After, okay, so he was yeah. in that Sirlac pit for five years. No, we're looking at two different um, timelines. I, under, I understand. Okay, never mind. You're looking at never the flashback, mind. and never then mind. we're looking at, yeah. See, this is where we get, start getting confused, because <laughs> everything keeps coming out different times. We're like, oh, okay, so as far as timeline goes, yeah. I mean, this is probably five years after okay. after um, the Battle of Yavin. So, Gamorians from Jabba's Palace are there, and basically the whole point is like, yeah, so they get this droid who's not a protocol droid. droid. No. They could really use what because it they would help really translate, but... Yeah. All this one does is basically just announce things. It's like, yeah, well, you'd be more helpful if you could speak a different language, but thanks. Um, and this droid's not just like, you know, robotic per se, because he, he seemed to understand the customs and, you know, what's going on. But he basically said, hey, you know, you really should torture them because, you know, it's important to show strength, you know, to the people around here. So that way they, they accept you as the new Danyo. So... Um, he's like, now, if I spared your life, would you be loyal to me? And they're like, yep, of course, absolutely, to get down their knees. Sure. <laughs> and Fennec, Fennec's like, this is not a good idea. But she didn't say, I got a bad feeling about this. She could have, would have been a good time, but whatever. I'm glad she didn't. Yeah. I'm so, really, I'm, I'm, again, I'm that's, glad she didn't. That's because, that's because only Jedi say that. 
Uh, Han Solo is not Han a Jedi. Solo is not a Jedi. I would, yeah. Well, he's part of that. He's part of that saga. This is not. Okay. What I mean by that, it's more of the it's more of the the nine movies. You don't hear that said in The Mandalorian. You don't hear it said in other things. It's more of a Star Wars nine movie saga thing that they say that in. Okay, so I don't remember line for line like everything that happened in Mandalorian, but I would be very surprised if that line was never uttered in either one of those seasons. I'm I'm almost I'm pretty sure somewhere in there somebody said I have a bad feeling about this. They did say it in um Rogue One. Mm-hmm. They had R2D2 okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. say it to C3PO. Which I don't know cares. why they bleeped it out, but they well, still said it. Well, because he's the most offensive character in all of the Star Wars <laughs> franchise. <laughs> so anyway, now they're walking through the streets, you know, pretty much just him, <clears throat> Fennec and his two uh Gamorians there and he's like why aren't you being carried on a litter he's like because I have legs I can just walk right like well it's a sign of power you know you really should accept their ways because then they'll respect you more that way and that's how you're going to prove you know who you are and what you you know the power you have Uh, he's just not having it he wants to do everything his way and not just be carried around because he just whatever that's not how he is so they go into this that I like um that I really yeah. like. I like that he's doing things differently. I like that he's not trying to rule with an iron fist. I like that he's, you know, actually being a, a regular guy and saying, no, I can walk around. I'm, I'm okay. But that's really cool. So I, I will say that. It makes me wonder if that's kind of going to be his downfall in the end. Like if mm. the people around, if the people on Tatooine or the people within this region or whatever are going to see that as a sign of weakness, like he's not like Jabba, he's not ruling with an iron fist. He's not accepting our customs and our traditions here. That's weak. I'm also really curious about what his motivations are in the first place. Right, because we've never really understood why he's there. No, um, because not at the all. first thing he did was I'm going to go sit on this throne. He gets Bib Fortuna out of there and just takes over the throne. I'm like, "Oh, this is interesting. Not what I expected for the, you know, the end scene." But I'm here, wondering. Here I'm wondering. I'm wondering if it's going to be one of those things. Well, no. I'm wondering if it's going to be something along these lines. Like, I took this job, I took this bounty, and for it, I got eaten. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I wonder if it's just going to be something like that. Yeah. So. So he goes into this place. Um, I forgot what they said the place was called, but it was like some kind of cantina in there. And of course, they've um, they've got a band playing this modified, updated version of the cantina theme. With a little, you know, sitar and stuff like that. So, okay. I noticed one thing here that was interesting, and I don't know how I feel. I, I know that, you know, Din was following the whole this is the way thing, but they both took their helmets off, like, right away. And I, I get it's a matter of him trying to earn respect, but we never really saw Boba Fett without his helmet on when he was, like, being Boba Fett. But here they just kind of, like, just totally threw that away. How, um, well, how okay so how do you how do you come up with that because there's not much about this character that you can really point to and say that is a defining characteristic we don't know never, no, much about him i i understand that so that's why i'm saying like they're i'm i'm trying to figure out his motivation here is he trying to i mean if if you were trying to strike fear you know or or then yeah you would keep your helmet on you know because that's what you know, Kylo was doing, you know, kept his helmet on until he took it off and then 
you started seeing a little bit of human side, you know, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But it's just weird. Like he's walking in there and he's really, it's re- he's really laying it on thick that he's just like, I'm just a dude and I want your respect. That's what I'm getting at. I'm not saying it's like, it's odd and stupid. It's just that, again, it's taking away from the mystique of Boba Fett that we've always known before. You know, yeah, I know we saw him running around like Uncle Fester at the end of Mandalorian, but it's just, it's so strange to see him get his armor back and then just like, oh yeah, it's just armor. I just take it off. I put it on, whatever. But it's weird just for us because suddenly we're just accepting, oh, okay, this character that we always knew as this mysterious character is just this dude. Well, he took it, he took it off inside of a cantina. I wonder if that was just what they did. Um, cause Outside of that, you know, he doesn't take his helmet off. He wears it unless he's, yeah, you know, yeah. It's I'm not and, I'm not questioning his motives behind it as much as like I, his motive is is gaining respect. It's more of just like we're so used to not seeing him without his helmet that now that we're seeing him without his helmet so much, it's kind of like, hmm. He was. He was. You have to realize, realize he though, too, indoors. is the Mandalorian set this up. He's not a Mandalorian. He's yeah, he's not that. a Mandalorian. And 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 Never on your point was, about him right. taking his helmet off because he was indoors, he was indoors on Sky City. He didn't take his helmet off then. Right. That's that's where I'm at. So like when, when we saw him in the original trilogy, always helmet on. Always helmet. It on. wasn't unless it wasn't until he, he was going to see their boss though, and I think he wanted his their boss to see who he was. Mm-hmm. Like to know who he was, right? To not to know exactly who he was. I think that was the point behind what he was doing. Yeah, I'm because we can I'm, have the conversation right here. You know, I'm not questioning why he's doing it. I'm just saying to me, the viewer, it's strange to just see his face all the time. That's all I'm saying. I don't it's know. Odd for I me. guess I can't. I guess I can't <laughs> see where you're coming from because it's like there's not much about this character. To really grab onto and say this is a defining characteristic of this character, like he had, he had very little to do with the original trilogy. He I had like know, three but is... lines, and it was like, okay, he had like three lines. He was in like a handful, uh, under five scenes altogether, and it's like there's mm-hmm. not much there. Like how how would how would you know what that character is like unless you got I to spend know. some significant amount of time with him? And here you're getting to spend a lot of time with him, so this is just. Right. I don't know. My my point is, it's just the whole cash cow thing. Here's a character yes, we yes. never really knew anything that, about. That we're on board suddenly, with. That we're right, on the same then, page with. Suddenly it's, this, suddenly it's this character that we know so many things about. And we're seeing the ins and outs of how they're, you know, what they're doing. And getting some insight into their, well, not so, their, their full past, but their mid-past, you know, between, you know, the Battle Dude, of they're gonna, and they're, they're they're going to do that with everything. Oh, They're going to do that. They can't. I mean, Admiral Arkbar is going to have a season. I'm saying it right now. No, that hasn't been confirmed anywhere, <laughs> but I'm just saying I would not be surprised. I would yeah. not be surprised if, if here's, something here's like one that thing I'm happened. Gonna say. I'm going to say that the reason I loved Star Wars over Star Trek when I was younger is because Star Wars had three movies. <laughs> there we go. That's it. Star Wars had three movies. Star Trek had like 17 movies and like no. 50 different generations of, of I know it's an exaggeration. My point is there was so much Star Trek. I'm like, I don't have the time to invest in the this. barrier. The barrier to entry for Star Trek is very high. 
Yes. Very, so for very me, high. Yes. I Star agree. Wars was so much easier to get into because I'm like, it's at this point, it was finite, you know? And then they had the books, which some stuff is considered canon. You could I'm take like, them oh, or geez. leave them. You did not need right. the books to understand much of what was going on. And even right. even when they did the sequel, well, the prequels, and they did the um, the animated series, even that mm-hmm. was, okay, this is tolerable. Right. This is this is going to become a a a colossus mm-hmm. and it's Absolutely. not i'm i'm maybe i'm poo-pooing right now because i'm not i'm not looking forward to it like i'm right. not looking forward to us covering like 18 different series that this thing is going to produce See, over the next how many years it's going mm-hmm. to get absolutely ridiculous and this absolutely. is just to me personally this is just the first step Mm-hmm. The big difference I'm seeing between they're they're doing with Star Wars that they did with MCU, and they're doing all these different stories. They're going to connect them all at once. Oh yeah. With Star Trek, they never did that. It was they had the first captain and the first um, the first crew, and then they passed it on, and then it, and then they made two or three other side shows that no one really cared about. But they made but when they they would always pay, it was the it was always being passed on. Not um, correct. They had what? movies that cr- they had movies that crossed over. Where you had Kirk and Picard. They had one movie called Generations, uh-huh. where Kirk passed the baton on to Picard because Kirk dies in the movie, uh-huh. right? Um, and they actually passed the, but you don't, but and they because it's all part of the same universe. Still, it's just one was three hundred years or so before the next, mm-hmm. and it's so on and so forth. Whereas with this, you're just like MCU. You're getting all these different stories. Like we just watched, I, I watched um, Spider-Man again last night with my wife. And she's like, I don't understand. I had to go into Netflix. I had to go into um, Sony. I had to go into the original Spider-Man. I had to go, and they're bringing all of these things into it. Star Trek doesn't do that. Star Wars now, Star Wars up until now never did that. It was just linear. Now mm-hmm. you have all of this other stuff that they're turning into canon to bring it all in right. and connect it all. And it's going it, to get, like Will said, it's going to get, get messy. It's going to get messy. Yeah, absolutely. It's not only yeah. going to get it's messy. It's not only going to get messy, <clears throat> but I just I foresee a future where there are just continuity errors all over the place at the same time. Like That's another right. big fear so that far, I have about this franchise. So, so far, we haven't seen a lot of so that. So far, it's been fine. Eyeballs. But eventually... It's 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 going to become a problem, and mm-hmm. your thing about the and it MC- will for MCU too. At some I don't point. think it will with the MCU. I think the MCU is different because the MCU are based on comic storylines, and they and they're pulling storylines out of comics that have been around for decades at this point. How old is the Infinity Gauntlet saga? I mean, that thing started back in the seventies. Right now, mm-hmm. we're marching. Well, it looks like right now that you know the MCU is going into. Um, Secret but there's Wars. Book, I mean, so there's libraries of books I am, and graphic novels for stars that they can base all these things. But are they? they, could they be based but, the but that's the thing. That? Are, they, graph, are, the are they pulling from the books? Was Din's story out of the Mandalorian something from the EU? I don't think it was. This whole thing Nobody, about... But it could have been. Hang on. The, this, whole done, thing about, this, a bunch. this whole thing about Boba Fett right now, these are both original IPs. I don't think either mm-hmm. one of these stories are direct adaptations from a, a, a book or a series of books. That's not what's well, happening here. The MCU is very different in that in that regard. True, but so the MCU has taken a lot of things from comics and then they've changed them. Like for example, nowhere in any of the comics did Peter Parker get a suit from Spider-Man when he first or from Iron Man when he first started. 
like they adapted and changed a lot of things. Like suddenly May is not really like didn't have an Uncle Ben, whatever. Again, it's another universe. We can get into that stuff and have our minds blown, whatever. But the point is they take stuff that's in the stories and then they move things around and they 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 change it. So just like Kylo Ren is like a joke on the character Kaibo Ren that was in the droids uh, cartoon back in the early 90s, late 80s. Sure. Um, they're taking little parts and things and saying, oh, yeah, that name was interesting. And then like just changing it and throwing they're like, oh, no one's going to notice this because no one watched this show. It's like, well, it's part of your franchise. So OK, people did changing, and they recognized it. Changing some things about a character is fine. No, no, no. No, 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 Hang, no, no. Let they me finish. Some, they, let, they took the guy's name and had a finish. whole different character let, made out of him. Let me finish. I'm not even talking about Star Wars right now. I'm more talking about the MCU. Changing mm-hmm. some things about a character is perfectly fine because you're not messing with story and you're not messing with continuity. You can give Peter Iron Man or Stark tech and not mm-hmm. affect Peter's overarching story. Right. You can abs- you can absolutely do that. There's nothing wrong there. But the character Kaibo Ren sure. was just this pirate dude. Sure. He was not a Sith Lord. He was nothing. They just literally took this guy's name and then changed a letter. <laughs> sure. And then put it in there. And I'm like, okay. So my only thing is like they've done stuff like that. And I'm I wouldn't be surprised if they took certain characters and like certain characters, character traits, certain storylines, and then just redid them. So maybe there are stories somewhere in in the extended universe for Star Wars that were taken and used for the Mandalorian. And we just don't know because we didn't make that connection. Fine. And I've always shared this before. It's like there's inspirations from stuff like that. Hmm? I, I said fair. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like people will say, oh, well, this isn't canon, but I like the idea here. So I'm going to use that co- that concept. For example, I, I've always said this before. It's so funny to me because nobody would ever realize this. But one of the first songs I wrote with my my most recent band was after I heard um, a certain melody from a Lady Gaga song. And nobody would ever, ever connect it. But I would because I remember I'm like, oh, yeah, it was it was a single note change that I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then I, I found myself when I wrote it. I'm like, oh, I kind of ripped it off from Lady Gaga. Yet nobody would ever know. But it was inspired by that. So I think that people who have read some of the EU stuff have ins- have stories written inspired by um, what? <laughs> okay, Vanilla I just, Ice. <laughs> I just came back in from the – I left the conversation for a moment to go talk to my wife. And I came back into – I ripped it off of Lady Gaga. <laughs> I came into the wrong part of the conversation. So, anyway, what, were you hungry I'll, and you I'll, found her meat dress? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, all I'm saying is I, I'm, I would not be surprised if a lot of the stories we're getting here are, are retooled and retold stories that were used for different characters somewhere. And that's perfectly, universe. and that's perfectly fine. <gasps> My whole thing is I don't, I don't think you can equate that to the MCU because there is a no. huge, there's a huge difference between repurposing story and repurposing a character you can repurpose Mm -hmm. a character all day you can give a character new traits and it's not going to affect the overarching story at all once you start pulling in little bits of story from other you know star wars eu and start adapting it to whatever it is you're doing now eventually it's going to lead to problems because what happens if you want to use something else from there well now you have a continuity error that's all i'm saying so that's uh, so i just did a quick little I just did a little research on this too. Uh, I know I missed a, a, a few moments of this. The Mandalorian 
they were going to make a comic book out of it. It was not part of the EU or anything outside of that. But in regard to Book of Boba Fett, um, there's quite a bit out there that they're probably going to pull from that are all books. Hmm. Like you got Star Wars Boba Fett, The Fight to Survive. Um, You have The Tales of the Bounty Hunters, which involves Boba Fett big time. The Bounty Hunter Code. Um, You have Star Wars Boba Fett, Maze of Deception. You have Star Wars Boba Fett, Death, Lies, and Treachery. You have all these Boba Fett books, which which I would guess if Favreau was, if he is as smart as he is, we all think he is, he'll probably pull from those to bring into the past of what Boba Fett is and then lead on with the Mandalorian stuff for the future. Um, But the Mandalorian, unlike the MCU, is a brand new story that was made up there, there is no backstory yes. to that. It was a so, completely made-up story. To and we, we all heard about it for the first time when Disney Plus released it. So, two questions about what you just said, and and I'm not being facetious. I actually mean this. I'm curious. One, when do these stories take place? And two, is this canon or is this just fan stuff that some guy wrote? Like, because no, these, these are all these are all before, some are after. What? These are all real books. These are all canon books. Okay. Um, written in 96, 2013, 98, 97, No, 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 no. Not when they 02. came out. When do they take place? No, that's what, I was, that's what I'm saying. Some of it's before um, Bad Love You Have and some of it's after. It depends on the book. Okay. Yeah, like there's then one here. It's, not just, one, it's not just one series. It's multiple different there's books. There's a book. He, right. There's a book here called Boba Fett Pursuit, and it looks like... Um, It says here, Boba Fett, and this was written in 2004, mm. and it says, Boba Fett searches for the Coruscant underworld in a quest to extra- to exact vengeance on Mace Windu, the Jedi who took the life of his father. Boba Fett is in danger. He's been captured by his enemies, yada, 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 and it actually shows- That his, sounds like it takes place, that sounds like it takes place before Jedi. I can't even say that now. Before, that sounds like it takes place before Return of the Jedi. <laughs> It mm-hmm. takes place before Jedi, and it takes place after <gasps> Attack of the Clones. Okay. Um, so they could be... Are there... Favreau okay. could go back to all of this and show all of this in the past story, kind of like that Arrow feel of going past the present. So I just right. want to right. make sure, and I think we answer this, are there books that are canon that take place after Jedi? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's it. Fine. But I don't... I, I, there are books. Are they canon? I can't answer that. I okay, that's what I. But that's that's another thing that I mean because now you have to differentiate between fan fiction right. and canon, mm-hmm. which there is right. a ton. Oh yeah, there's a wealth out there. It's a ton. So absolutely, I don't know. Well, anyway, aside we just, from we just went and off on a that, giant that was tangent. Like, that was like a half an hour. <laughs> um, all right, so their helmets are off and they're in this cantina. <laughs> We're still back there. (laughs) Uh, So Jennifer Beals shows up. Okay. Yeah, so she's there. Um, Not Jessica Beal. Not Jessica Beal, Jennifer Beals. So she shows up and she's a Twi'lek, just like that other guy who showed up earlier to base the the major domo, whatever. Um, So she comes up. She's Garza Fwip. Uh, These names, man. Garza Fwip. (laughs) F-W-I-P. Whip. Um, 
It's cool. It's cool. Flip. Cool. Flip. It's cool. Flip. Cool flip. <laughs> I must say, Lee, over the years, your determination in 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 Star Wars lore and names is impeccable. I applaud you, sir. <laughs> I I could. I do not have the patience. Dude, for Wikipedia, like man. Wikipedia. That's all you need. <laughs> Did you say Wikipedia? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Wikipedia. Yeah. If you, you look up have... anything, if if you look up anything on Google and you ask a Star Wars question, there's it'll a bring wiki you to Wikipedia. For everything. There's like a there's, a there's a fan wiki that well there's a wiki for everything there's a fan wiki for everything and there's a wiki for everything Star Wars. So. <laughs> there's a wiki. <laughs> I don't have the time or We've the patience. Neither do I. Neither do I. I don't. I, I do not have the patience. So that's why I said I applaud you, sir. You're you're doing a fantastic job. If this was me, I would have been like, yeah, the guy that looks green. <laughs> like that's yeah, yeah. It. Well, I mean. It, it it really helps to kind of categorize things if you know the species. So you've sure. got like the Twilix, you've got the, you know, the Gamorians and everything else. But anyway, when they walk in, I love that the two servants, you get the two Twilix that come up and they're like, oh, would you like us to clean and repair your helmets? Sure. And they take the helmets off and I'm like, oh, cool. They're going to fix it. I figured they're going to fix that dent. No, no. not going to happen. But he could, I mean, whatever. So then uh the next question we get when so this uh garza shows up and she's like oh would you like me to hose down and feed your gamorians i don't know why that was so funny to me i'm like oh so they're really just like animals that just walk on their legs hose <laughs> down. they just treat them like total animals hose, hose them down, down and feed, and them. feed your gamor wow okay <laughs> yeah it's like wow okay um so they have this conversation. Basically, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm in charge now. She goes, oh, I didn't see your litter. He's like, yeah, I've got legs. You know, I can walk. She's like, oh, well, okay then. Well, I mean, nice to meet you. Welcome to this place. I mean, enjoy you can come in here anytime because it's, it's yours now. She says that, but you can tell that she's just, like, reluctant. Like, how come this guy has taken things over, you know, we can't get a read on any of these characters yet. Completely, I, I think. I think it's pretty easy to get a read on this character right here. I know we. Well, the two yeah. of you talked a little bit earlier about is she being just rude? Is she being a jerk? Or is she kind of being serious? I think right here, like the moment where she realized that he's gonna just walk around and be a regular guy, that's mm -hmm. kind of a moment where okay, some some respect is lost. Like, oh, you're not gonna right. roast one an iron fist. You're not gonna make it, buddy. <laughs> They're gonna pretty kill much. you. Like that's pretty much. that's pretty much what happens here. Yep, but she's still going to be nice because it's like, well, for the time being, here we go. So then they give him back the helmets and she looks at it. I, I love the line there at this point. They look inside and there's just a bunch of uh, of money. money in there. And she's like, oh, yours looks shinier than mine. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're trying to pay him off. Well, yeah. yeah. It's, it's their tribute. That's the whole point. I don't think it's a uh, tribute. But, well, that, what do you think a that's tribute a tribute. is? That's a, that's, no, no, no. <laughs> that's clearly a tribute. So, no, no. no this, so to me, tribute it's not, is it's not the greatest bribe in the world. It's just a tribute. No, so a tribute is your. I'm paying you. Like when he was sitting in the throne and he was asking for a tribute, it was I'm paying you, so I can still work and live in this area. No, those are dues. You just that's, that's what the tribute, but that's. But they're using tribute in this case in the same way as like we would look at dues, like. Like in the Russian mafia, when you're paying your dues to to, like you know you're paying to 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 use that storefront or whatever, that's what they're doing. That that's how that's how these tributes are being looked at. He was at, that's why he goes, oh, they want a tribute from me. 
They want me. They want me to pay him right. so I can operate my thing in this area. No, you're paying your tribute to me so you can still operate in here. And this was like a slap in the face to that. That's how I took it. I don't know about that. I think there's a clear difference between tribute and dues. I think tribute is more along the lines of welcome. You you are our new ruler. Here is a gift for you. And 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 thank you, sir. And then later on, he's going to go back and he's going to be like, all right, you you owe me money for your operation. Pay, pay up like like kind of like the mob. Like that's kind of the way those things worked. I don't know. That's that's just me. That's the way that I'm I'm looking at it. I think there's I, I, I think there's a difference. Like he's, he's clearly going to go back later and get more money. But like, I don't know. I don't know. I could be very wrong on that. But yeah, there's well, a, there's a lot of open questions. There's no there's no clear direction yet in this episode. Oh, zero. So Favreau left it wide zero. open yeah. to see what happens. Yeah, next. pretty wide open. Yeah, well, heads up, guys. I don't know if you you caught on to it or not, but Betty White Betty White just died like oh. within the past like hour. Oh, really? Yeah, her her hundredth birthday was on January seventeenth. Wow. And, and you know, she I knew was she recently had her hundredth. I didn't know when though. No, no, that was that was no, her hundredth coming up. She, oh, she, she was, was about, about to turn ninety nine. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I thought she had already yeah. turned hundred in like eighteen days. Oh, wow. So serious question, do we give her a moment of silence or do we rip on each other in tribute give, to her? I, I say we give a moment <laughs> of silence to Betty White. What? I say we give a moment, of, a moment of silence for Betty White. Let's do it. Okay. Thanks, Betty. Thank you, for, so, thank you for being a friend. <laughs> thank you for being a friend. Well played, sir. Okay. She she she's never changed though. Speaking of her, like she was always the same for the past like fifty years. Yeah. <laughs> she was always the same person. I the will give her thing that. About Betty White is that when everybody says like you know it's the greatest thing since since sliced bread, you know that Betty White was older than sliced bread, so it was actually. Sliced bread was the greatest thing since Betty White. (laughs) (laughs) That's awfully funny. Um, No, she, I I was never, she is very, like, she's coarse. She's crude. She, you know, her jokes weren't always, I mean, she was, she had a potty mouth big time. Um, But I will say, she, uh, she, um, she maintained maintained the same character. No matter what she played in, she was the same every time. Talk mm. about being typecasted. She was the same person in everything she did. Everything mm-hmm. she did. Well, I think she just played Betty White. Yeah, this is Betty White <laughs> playing Betty White as whoever. So, well, I mean, that's how it's been since Golden Girls. Is basically, is like, here's Betty White. She wasn't, like, acting as anything but just, just Betty White. So, anyway, <clears throat> let's talk about... Uh, Oh, yeah. So they, they have their thing. They get their money. They're back outside. And he gets into the whole conversation. Jabba ruled with fear. I intend to rule with respect. And then immediately after that, they're attacked by these, like, shielded ninja assassins with cattle prods. Yeah, smart move. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Um, and it was, it was interesting because they had these, like, ray shield shields. So it's like you don't want to touch them. 
So they're not just like shields. They're like they're like the ray shields we see. Yeah. You know, the red, like, you don't touch them. They will burn you. Like, oh, that's actually pretty cool. They, they, I just thought that was cool. It wasn't just a force field. It was actually like, watch out. So they're out there fighting. They're doing a pretty decent job trying. But then all of a sudden the Gamorreans <laughs> show up and they help out. Like, you know, they were like working together. There's like he like lifts her up and she like kicks her way to the top and falls down. It's like, well, valiant effort. But um, the Morians come in, they're swinging their blades around. And um, this whole basically... I'm sorry, this entire next part of this scene, the chase, everything. I'm sorry. Hardcore parkour. No, hardcore, hardcore. Mortal Kombat. They stole. <laughs> The entire costume and look of even Scorpion uh, from the original gonna, back in the back in the late nineties. Yeah. They gave him the same mask, the same look, the same style, and they copied Mortal Kombat straight out. Of, they they completely copied Mortal Kombat in the scene. Everything was Mortal Kombat. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I got that too. But we're here, and uh, basically, he looks up at at Fennec and says, "You know, go get him." But Let's leave him alive, you know, because yeah. he wants to find out what's going on, which makes sense. I mean, you know, you only need one of them. <laughs> so they have this fight. They start throwing ninja stars or whatever at her. She jumps off, heads him off at the pass and gets him and like, OK, perfect. Um, this is where just th- see Lee was right earlier. This is where it turns into total parkour. I did not understand yeah. why it had to be this. <laughs> like, it was. Yeah, well, it was. Funny it was a because even, the, even the set. Even the set had like oh my little, God. The, the little angular things for them to like, it's like here, jump here, jump then off. jump here, yeah. then jump here. I was like, this was perfectly set so people could run on rooftops. Like that's the, what this was the, right. the, the pillars are perfectly <laughs> positioned. I know. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And the, the bar that they swing on. Yeah, there's yeah. the pole there. Yeah. And she swings around. And when you see when you see them do it, then you see her do it. We're like, uh-oh, what's going to happen to her? Like it was very cliche and obvious that, she, you know, once she does it, they're waiting for her, and they were throw the things. She jumps off the side, catches up to him, and then takes one out. That guy does not look happy. No, no, not at all. <laughs> he didn't look defeated. He looked like pissed. Yeah. Um. Anyway, at that point, it's back to the back to for Boba. Wow. I have all one right. question coming out of this uh-huh. episode. What uh-huh. happens? Because and they kind one... of set it up. They kind of set it up earlier with one of her lines. What happens when Fennec decides she wants a bigger cut? We'll see. Like they got the whole helmet thing, and like yours is a lot shinier than mine. And then they mm-hmm. do this thing where Boba Fett is is handily defeated and has to oh, be yeah. rushed back to be healed. And Fennec goes off and well, schools. Uh, and then that the, the, the whole thing was set up so perfectly designed for you to be asking the question: What happens when she's not happy? What happens when she wants a bigger cut? Like, what happens if she wants to be in charge? Like well, let's go back for a second. You said that he was defeated. I don't think he was defeated as he's still trying to heal from all the stuff he went through. So he's just still very weak. He got knocked down and had to be carried away. Yeah. Uh-huh. I just think that he's is just defeated, still really weak. Sir. That is defeated, I, sir. But because of his weakness from everything else, I don't think it's a matter of like they were just so strong and took him out. It's they, they, he, they were so strong and he's still so weak. Or whatever. I think that, that's what it I, I comes down think, to. I think that's a weak. very convenient excuse in this situation. Well, I mean, yeah. Maybe, how else maybe, you maybe, story, maybe he Will? is weak. Maybe he does need more time to heal. But it's like he was handily defeated in but public. That, His mask came flying. Like, like it's not. 
He was ever wearing his mask. It got knocked out. And everyone stole the coin. He wasn't wearing his yeah, mask when Jawas he was surrounded. No. Okay. No. His, ja- his mask fell got, down. His, the Jawas took it. The oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, fine, fine. But still. The part, but here's the but here's the biggest question though: is we know that this story takes place five years after Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. When did he get out of the pit though? Was it a month after return? Was it a no. year after the return? No, was I think it, it was days. maybe an hour, not even. I was no, because he days. had the, no, because he had all that time with the um, the with Tuscan the sand Raiders. People. Yeah, the Tuscan Raiders. He had yeah. all that time with them, and they're they're going back from where he is now to the past. Now to the past. How True. far back was the past though? Was it? Four years and how was long it does and, and how long would it take to actually heal from something and like this? And it's not days because right. he was all because he was already introduced in the Mandalorian, which is taking place after this. So right. there was time well before then that he was with the Tuscan Raiders. Yeah, and he didn't mm-hmm. have the Bakit tank at that point. He didn't get that until he was in Jabba's. Right, but how long was, was he in the pit for? How I, long? I, when did he come out? That's what we never. We don't know that. We don't I'm not know sure. that yet. He may say it at some I'm point. I'm on board. I'm on board with Chuck right now. There's way too much time that went by for you to just say, oh, well, he's still weak. He's healing. Okay, it's been five years, dude. True. It could have been. It could be two years. No, 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 no. I'm talking about. No. I'm talking about from the time he escapes from the Surlac pit and everything, and the, the time that he's spending with the Tuscan Raiders until up until he is reintroduced to the to the series with in the Mandalorian and now. So you're telling me mm. five years and he's still too weak to fight. Like the, the excuse that he's too weak after five years and he, he, he handily, he's handily defeated here. Like it's yeah. over. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's his, his prime is over. Well, yeah, his prime is over. We get that. So that's not how you're but making it sound though. Like you, you, yeah, you, well, you made the excuse of he's weak, for he's him. healing. I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, don't. Because <laughs> it's not going to work here, man. Like, Guys, it's, it's, he's old and weak. Leave him alone. He's old. That's, that's better. That's better. He's old and weak. That's a lot better than, oh, he's healing because he was hurt. See, no, but I'm to not her, buying to, that at all. To her point, though, if he came in on that, if he was carried in on that, whatever they it call it. It would have been a lot better. None of this, because Jabba... Jabba couldn't fight anybody. No. Jabba couldn't could barely walk. That's why Jabba, he had to be carried right. around. He was but choked out by a hundred and twenty pound woman. Like that, that was, that was <laughs> right. But he 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 just instilled fear with everybody else by you know having all of his you know people do his dirty work. Mm-hmm. Boba is trying to do all the dirty work himself versus right. actually you know play the proper role. Um, right. He's see this is how I look at it. He's He's a bounty hunter. He's not a villain. He's not the guy. He's the guy that gets paid to do the dirty work. He's not the guy who pays somebody else to do it. And I think that right there is his biggest, is going to be his biggest battle here is I'm usually the guy who goes and does the dirty work. And now I'm not supposed to be because I'm older. I have Mm -hmm. to get out of that mentality and actually trust somebody else. And maybe to Will's point, pay a bigger cut to have them do that so I can actually get more out of it. So right. and we're gonna, and that's what we're trying to work towards. I mean, it's very obvious when we first saw Fennec Shand um introduced, uh I was very surprised when she came back and she was like working with Boba Fett. I'm like, she seemed pretty like good where she was at, but he did save her life. So she's like, I owe him a debt. Yeah. That's why I'm here. Sure. So 
I'm not I'm not going to be surprised when I mean she spent this whole episode saying I think you're making a dumb decision. Hey, you got more money than me. Hey, this is not a good way to do it. Like, yeah, she's gonna be like, dude, stop, and then probably go and against this episode, him. At one point. Th- and this episode kind of ends ends with her doing all the work. Like this episode right. ends with her doing the heavy lifting. So right. So it's it's, it's pretty obvious they're gonna go in that direction. Which yep. I'm I'm on board for. That's even right. that's that's a very interesting dynamic to the story that I'm kind of I'm kind of interested in. Um, right. Uh, so like, if this if this ends up just like Boba Fett is just going to eat himself <laughs> into obesity and just rule with an iron fist. I mean, that seems more that seems like a smarter decision than what he's actually doing now. Because like you said, he's old and he's weak. He cannot right. he cannot do this anymore. Like it's it's mm. it's over, man. <laughs> it's over. And if John Favreau tries to make this a lot like the Mandalorian because he's not um I think you gotta they've gotta separate the Mandalorian from this. And so far I don't feel there's a there's a giant separation between the two. What do you mean? Yeah. What do you mean a giant separation? So even the final ends when they do the credits of this, it's the exact same end credits as Mandalorian. So You're talking about production wise. No. So the credits at the end when they're showing the still images of what's going on. Yes. Like you see Darth Maul sitting at the table, which all comes from um I think it was Sol- the movie Solo, where they're set at the table, you know, um they show that in the Mandalorian too during the end credits. A mm-hmm. lot of that stuff was they took they took the end the still scenes from that and put it into this. <clears throat> so one thing I thought was cool was whenever they were doing the flashbacks, like they put them back in the back of tank, back to tank, and um, he's there. And when they do the the flashback, did you notice that it was like the the image was very much like an old TV, like it looked kind of like snowy a little bit. And like grainy, and then after about like ten, fifteen seconds or so, it would become more of an HD. So that was the kind of their way that they were. I mean, this is just a, a cinematic, you know, looking at it from a, a stylistic point of view, the way they did it. But when they when they went back to do the flashback here, I realized, oh, they did that the first time too. Um, that they showed it like really kind of like white, kind of whited out, and then eventually it kind of became more clear. So you could tell it was it was their flashback. I don't know you didn't notice that. No, it was, uh, it was a subtle. It was a, it was a yeah, subtle I, thing I that guess, they did with the visuals. Um, but then I mean, just you know, like but, the quality of the the screen you're watching. No, no, it was <laughs> a production thing. It was what they did. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, it's kind of anyway. Cool. You got this this young Tuscan raider drags both prisoners, you know, him and the Rodian, out to the desert, um, and they go see these marauders that are over at a moisture farm. Now it's not very it's not very specific whether that is Lars' farm or not. Oh my gosh! It's, it is. It it it. Do you to- think there's only one moisture farmer on all of Tatooine? It's the same. It's the there's the same opening right next to it. There's mm. it's the same building. It yeah. is totally Luke's and the Lars farm. Not necessarily. I, I I looked into it as well, and the design is slightly different, um, in the way that it's set up. But it's it's not necessarily that. I mean, the thought would be, let's think, um, how many years has it been since we'd known that anybody was living there? Um, well, uh, we don't really know. We don't know. Um, when, when did we figure out um, the new trilogy takes place? Is that like t- 
Oh, that's like multiple years, multiple like way years. after five years. Way after. Yeah, so, I mean, how many years do we think we're going to go by? Long enough um, Long enough that Luke has resorted to drinking blue milk from the teat. <laughs> yeah, well, that was green milk. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I think that the question was like, well, how long until somebody else would just move in and take over that moisture farm? Because Lars and, yeah, I mean, Lars, the Lars farm. Um, Owen and Baru. It is. I just looked it up. It is the Lars really? moisture farm. Yeah, I looked yes, it, it up is. too, and they said it. And then some people were saying it's not. It 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 wasn't. But I'm like, eh, it's still up in the air. But then again, nobody's really confirmed or denied that. I mean, we might see later on what that ends up going into. And I think I kind of hope they do. It'll be a cool little tie-in. I think does, if they okay, do touch does, upon does it, it, because does it matter? It it doesn't matter, but the fact that they showed it means to me Nostalgia. either it is it is the Lars farm Nostalgia. or it's another moisture farm and they're they're getting to the point like, oh, when you're out this far, there's moisture farms. I don't know. There's another idea. I just want to you hear. Just, you just you're you're putting out all kinds of ideas. There's another day another idea for a Star Wars television show. Moisture farms and moisture like, farms. <laughs> <laughs> They'll have a documentary. Like a, exactly like a, like mock, a mock documentary, documentary <laughs> on the way that the moisture farms work on Tatooine is as such. <laughs> like that's <good. laughs> Yes, I am. That'd be all so for boring it. to watch, <laughs> guys. By, by it'll be the like end it'll be like it'll be like season. a Discovery Channel. It'll be I'm like a Discovery a Channel type I documentary. Will be a farmer. Yeah, but a moisture farm. <laughs> so, the, yeah, these guys—they're—they're they're stealing water. They beat the owner and they graffiti all over the house before taking off in their speeder bikes. I'm like, okay, but it doesn't really go anywhere. They just kind of see that and then move on. And I'm like, what is that leading up to? I feel like that guy or those people we're gonna see again, and it's somehow gonna tie back in. Or they so, were just taking. Items from a house that never been hasn't been lived in for some time because except for that guy Luke, who's there living there clearly yeah well Moisture he could have been, he, he or he oh. could have been squ- mm. you never know what really happens after Luke takes off because well Ray, I mean there's the, everyone's I mean, dead Ray Ray kind of goes back and takes up a residence yeah many many years later many years later there's an old woman maybe 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 the old woman will does come she into- take up residence <laughs> no she just Buries her lightsaber. I there. took that as she's gonna kind of live out yeah, her that's, days that's, there. Yeah, that's kind of what I that's got what from I... that. It's stupid, mm-hmm. but that's kind of what I got from that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I will never be kind to the sequel trilogy. I just, I, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I hear they're making a another trilogy. Is that truth or is that just rumor right now? Who was supposed to? So wasn't there Ryan to, Johnson? Yeah, I okay. Yeah. So Ryan Johnson was this guy. I know um, Dave Benioff and Dan Wise, the guys behind Game of Thrones. They were slated to do a trilogy. Um, yeah, I know. It, no, no. Thank you. I'm I'm surprised that you're saying no. I'm surprised you're on board with me with this. <laughs> Why? Why would I not be on board with because you? Because you love this stuff, man. I love what? Another trilogy? After what, after what Ryan think, Johnson did to I The Last think, Jedi, I'm I think all set. I you secretly want another trilogy. <laughs> I just, I want a Yoda No, what I heard story. is they're going to re, they were, I, what I heard is they were going to redo The Last Trilogy. Hmm. I heard that they were trying to find a way to like retcon it. To completely yeah. redo the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. So that's very easy. You just mm-hmm. 
the emperor time is, travel time travel that's 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 one that's that's you once could, time tra- once time travel gets into star wars it's all over oh boy it's all over and i kind of think it's going to yeah. happen eventually thanos will come in and be the big bad that thanos, would be amazing yes. <laughs> thanos versus you'll, you'll see you'll see batman versus darth vader at that point Oh, speaking of that, that I mean, would be I incredible. Was, Hang on, before before you go there, that would be incredible <laughs> if that Strange's big mess up is he just blurs all different kinds of Disney universes together. That's his big mistake, and all of a sudden you oh, just see man. Han walk out of nowhere. That would be perfect. But I digress. Be- um, the Emperor is the Watcher. Oh my God, oh, that would be no. great. <laughs> that would be great. Have you ever have you ever watched? Um, any of the um the YouTube channels, how it should have ended. Yes. How yep. all the villains are all in the in the bar and the cantina and everything like that will be that will be Disney moving forward. Like I feel like have Disney's going to YouTube? buy that property. Lee showed me the YouTube video where they actually titled the where the guy actually retitles all the movies to make sense. Oh yeah, <laughs> really? Well, that, yeah, it, it, it's saying all the Star Wars movies were were mistitled. And oh, yeah, he, it, it, he, he makes perfect sense in it too. It, it does make sense, and he's like, "Come and on, it, guys! Like seriously, this." And when he retitles it all, it actually gives. When I when I look at that, it actually makes the movies seem better the way they're titled. Mm-hmm. Like yep. it makes sense. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Anyway, so they Lee, keep pop on it moving. up on the on the on the Facebook page too, so others can, others can see it too. Yes, I will do that. So, um, dig for water. Oh, yeah, they're, they're digging for water cacti, what? or whatever those things what? are. What? 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 what is happening? That's what they're out. They're looking for water. The Rodian's out there. He's very we're proud back to, of what we're, he found. we're back to Boba Fett. The book of Boba Fett is what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just, they're digging for random water in the sand. Like, yeah, I don't is, know why. This is weird. I think the kid, I think the kid was just like, Having a power trip, like, hey, come dig for water for me while I sit here and hang out in the sand. So like, well, that's, water. Are they? They're at a moisture farm. Are they? They're digging up the moisture and the, mm-hmm. the water that create. Is that right? what? Is that what the moisture farms do? Like they I, they I randomly they grow like cactus? pieces of cacti in the sand. Is that <laughs> you know, what, is that what they're for? We won't. We won't know until Discovery Channel <laughs> makes the actual. <laughs> <laughs> It makes sense too, because oh. like Discovery's on Disney Plus, they could absolutely do it. Come on, <laughs> that would be so awesome. I wouldn't watch it, but it would be. I funny. would watch it. Speaking I would of watch what it. Disney's been doing, we would watch guys- it and we would review it. Like that. That would be oh, a absolutely. thing. Absolutely, we would. That we would have to. Have today's you guys doc- also noticed today's, today's podcast is on the documentary of the Lars Moisture Farm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. That would be so interesting. But have you guys noticed that on Disney Plus, Will Smith has a new documentary called Welcome to Earth? Does he really? <laughs> it, it does. I mean, you know where fact, that title came from, right? I oh know, God. but it's hilarious. I think it's, I mean, it's, it's basic. Oh, 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 thanks, Chuck. I had no idea. Yeah. No. But the, I think it's, it's very well titled and hilarious that it's titled that. But it's basically him just going around the world saying, look at this earth. Look at this earth. Now look at this earth over here. Ah, now look at it over here. Like that's that's it. He's just going around the earth doing a documentary. But I love the fact that it's called Welcome to Earth. I mean, say what you want about the franchise. I, I think it's pretty funny. It's clever. So they're digging for water cacti. And not a, and then, you know, whatever. They they accidentally dig up this Goro lizard. I don't know. He comes up with like all his arms. I, th- I and, thought the same thing. <laughs> this too. is where it took, this it is took where so I got the Mortal, Mortal Kombat, Kombat feels. This was exactly. Goro. And they were fighting. 
when they were doing the parkour, I, I get I get the parkour stuff, but when you look at him and he's there, he's wearing the same mask. They're fighting the same style. Oh yeah, he he looks. They took his costume straight from Mortal Kombat. I had flashbacks. Nah, I had flashbacks really. to Mortal Kombat Two and the absolute atrocious time I had beating Goro when I was a kid. Like I, I was, yeah. I was getting very angry. <laughs> what I, what I liked about this though is the cool thing about this lizard creature thing is the arms weren't really close together; they were spaced out really far, so we could walk and on them too. So, so we could walk on yeah. them. I'm like, oh, that was that pretty was cool. cool. I, I liked that it. It had uh, it was multifunctional like that. But the thing came out looking like a slee stack meets like the creature from the Black Lagoon meets Goro. You know, it was like this is just odd. And um, basically, they they have their little fight. Boba hops around with the chain, and and he Princess Leia's him. You know, pretty much takes him out like Jabba. And then uh, there we go. While the while the Tuscan Raider kid just watches in amazement. Um, and he stands and sure on top enough, of this thing like a king. Dude, he stands up there with, with throws down the chain, but holds the other <laughs> chain in his hand. He's just like, yeah, this is what I can do. <laughs> and uh, the kid watches in amazement, runs back to camp with the head of this beast <laughs> in his hand. Like, look, Dad, look. And the chief doesn't even, like, look at him, just hands him a cactus full of water. They, I love how he gets back to camp, right? And he yep. has this head. And yep. everybody's congratulating this little kid. On carrying the head, like nobody's paying attention to Boba Fett. Well, because yeah. that's because the kids telling the story the that he did it. I took that so? with the kids to tell the story that he did it. Yeah, getting props for it. Oh, I didn't. I didn't think. But you have like that was the, the chief there who clearly knows the truth of like what happened. Right. Like, just hand right. Boba Fett the water. And I think like, yeah, yeah, I think because Boba Fett doesn't say anything, I think the chief knows what happened. Of course, but he's also at the, at the same time letting the kid, you <laughs> have know, his moment. have his moment. Right. Yeah, right. That's how right. I took it. <clears throat> Because he never once like pointed over at Boba, like like alluding to he did this, he did this. He was basically coming in saying, "Look what I have, look what I did." Because um, nobody else aside from the chief gave any credence to Boba Fett at all. I really want like, and maybe this will be a little bit too much, and it would damage the mystique of everything a little bit. I really want subtitles with with these Tuscan Raiders. Like, I want to know what they're talking about. <laughs> Just learn basic. You'll figure it out. Now I'm all set. Um, you don't speak basic. You know, anyway. like speaking of that, you know what's the um what's the language that they teach in um they speak in Game of Thrones? Well, there's a main there's a main language in it, and um this new app called Duolingo. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Um, they actually give you yeah, the it's an actual language. The langu- they they give you the oh, yeah, actual yeah, yeah. language from Game of Thrones. Oh in it. Oh my god! So you can learn it. Kind of like Klingon. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, Klingon's yeah, an actual I, I language I have a uh, Gallifreyan translator. You're talking you about write... <laughs> the um the character that Jason Momoa plays, like his clan over there in um in Easteros. Oh my god, it's I'm blanking on it. I'm yeah, I know so what you're talking I. about though. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> Sorry, I've watched 17 minutes of episode one, and that's I... about it. Yeah, I've. It's been years Sorry. since I've read the books. Yeah. I had the books, I think. Like, somebody dropped off a bunch of books, like, out in front of our door somewhere, and I was like, oh, look, there's these books. <laughs> they were, I think it was, like, the whole collection or something, just, like, sitting in a box. It couldn't I'm have like, been the whole collection because the whole collection, it's not done yet. Like, he hasn't, he, well, it's been 10 years since he wrote the, the last book. And the he, collection that existed at the time. Whatever. <laughs> We're not, I'm not talking about this. Hi, Valerian. Yes. Is that how you pronounce it? Ah. Yeah, that's the Hi, Game Valerie. of Thrones. Hi, Valerian. Is... Hi, Valerie. 
Yeah, it's a fictional That's language that Duolingo actually teaches you now. <clears throat> right. You can learn Spanish, English, French, Chinese, and High Valerian. <laughs> yeah, we're probably going to get that in all of our, our um, protocol for our jobs and stuff in our trainings. You know, <clears throat> there's a lot of different things we have to translate over. So I'm sure we'll get to that point where it's like, hey, 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 we have to be sensitive to these High Valerian folks. Because they actually speak that. I mean, there's people who speak Elvish. Is it really? And Klingon. Oh, dude. <laughs> not not like they don't like speak it like that's their only language, but they they know it. Well, that's kind of what I thought you meant. Like, yeah. there's like a haven't community you, of people out there seen, who are speaking um, Elvish, and that's it. Haven't you haven't you seen the movie Seventeen again with uh, Zac Efron? No, no, no. Well, he, he Matthew Matt Math Matthew um. Is it not Matthew Perry? Perry? Yeah, Matthew Perry from Friends gets transported back to when he was 17 and his best friend in the movie speaks Elvish. Like he is a huge gaming guy. He actually is a millionaire because of it. Um, but mm. with the entire movie, him and this girl he likes are speaking Elvish the entire time. It's quite funny. Wow. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. No. I can barely speak English. Well, that's like that's like the kids, the kids from uh, the kids from Stranger Things singing the the Never Ending Story theme. But anyway, all right. Well, I think we're pretty tapped out on this. This is a this is a long one. For yeah, we beat this one. this is this is and everything else around it. Yeah. Are we at the so, end? Um, oh, I, I, uh, yeah. We're we're. I think we're done. Unless he wants to talk. Oh. Unless there was that that scene. Was there a scene? Nah. 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 No, because Chuck, Chuck had me. He, he Chuck comes, had me confused for a minute because he kept talking about like the after credits and then the credits and everything. And I was like, wait a minute, did I miss there's something? No after credits. But no, no I didn't. I just, I, no, when times. they're doing the credits and they have all the still images. Yeah, same oh, yeah, thing yeah. for Mandalorian. Okay, it's the mm -hmm. same thing for Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do miss the Mandalorian theme though. I know they had to do a new one for Boba Fett, but I don't know I, I really dug the the Mandalorian theme. Well, that is it for this week's episode of Black and White Reviews. Thank you guys for stopping by. Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, guys. wait a minute, wait a minute. What? Oh, so geez, we're, what? we're we're recording this on Friday. The people aren't going to hear this until Monday. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. There you go. Happy New Year. All right. Now we can all Welcome go. Welcome to 2020 Part 2. 2020 Part 2. <laughs> part 3. 2020, 2022. <laughs> Yeah. I All think right. we're done. You guys have a good one. Have a good one, everybody. <laughs> have a good one, guys.